everybody. Here we go! Up to Neverland! Welcome to Detour to Neverland! Just a little bit of pixie dust. Where we interview Disneyers to discover unique ways to express your love for Disney. Think of the happiest thing. Now here's your host, Brendan Wright. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is part two of our three-part series of our Disneyland trip report. So if you haven't heard part one, I suggest going back to a couple episodes ago where you can hear our report from Mickey's Halloween Party. Today we're going to be covering Disneyland Park. So we're so excited to share this. With me today is Catherine, my wife. So Catherine, you want to say something? Hello again. Yeah, so... We've been trying to decide how the best way to go through this is, to share this um, with you guys in the most constructive and and time-effective manner. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to take it land by land in Disneyland. We'll go through just some of the food highlights, because honestly, that's what it's all about. Some of the attractions and just some of our overall impressions. Um, And if you listen back to the Mickey's Halloween Party episode You'll be familiar with this, that we're going to try to avoid just comparing Disneyland to Walt Disney World, which we're much more familiar with. Don't think that's as productive, but there are some things like Space Mountain where there's just a natural comparison that we can discuss. But, Catherine, any initial thoughts before we jump into it? No, I think um, we were both just really excited to go to Disneyland And because all of this was so new to us, we spent a lot of time just taking things in and really enjoying being first-time guests. We even wore the buttons and everything. So I'm just really excited to kind of talk and reflect on our trip. Yeah. So for us, we planned this trip around seven months ago. Um, We tried to... Book our DVC points in the Grand Californian. That didn't work out, so we ended up going over to Paradise Pier Hotel. We shared some of our thoughts on that in the last episode, but we enjoyed that hotel. Um, We would probably stay there again. It did its job. It was a bed to sleep in. The theming was nothing incredible. We didn't have a theme park view, um, but it did everything that we asked it to do. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, it was pretty interesting just because we were able to walk to the parks, which is something that typically you don't get to do. So I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't like the fact that you had to walk all the way through downtown Disney. It was just kind of like an extra trek that they made you do, but it was pretty cool. It was almost like the ultimate, like, put you out into a gift shop. Yes. I didn't think about it like that, but maybe that was their intention. Because I think if you stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, you also... Mm-hmm. had to walk through downtown Disney. And, I mean, if we're being honest, they got us. Yeah. We spent way too much money. But that's another story. <laughs> yeah. And we need to talk about Disneyland. Yeah. So, I do want to do a little disclaimer. So, we're recording this on a very stormy night here in Tennessee. And so, normally when I'm recording these episodes, our dog, Louie, who you might have seen on our Instagram feed, I can normally edit him out, but since this is a solo track, since it's just Catherine and I, I may not be able to edit out his barking, 
because he's barking at the wind and all the noises that are going along with the storm. So I apologize for that if you can hear that. But but in your mind, just know he's adorable and um, look at our Instagram and we'll make it all better. Yes, in Catherine's eyes, he can do no wrong. But here we go. So I think maybe one of the first things that we could talk about is just walking through the gates in that process. Um, so... Something that I was familiar with, with seeing Instagram pictures and YouTube videos and whatnot, was the Esplanade, um, and then going into the gates at Disneyland. It was a familiar feeling, but it was very strange to see the two parks right there, right across from each other. Um, but of course, no magic bands like we get in Walt Disney World, so it was almost fun to get those paper tickets again, because that's what we used to get back in the day in Orlando. Yeah, it was a thrill to see which characters you'd get and then, again, trying to remember whose ticket was whose throughout the day. So it did bring back some more childhood memories for both of us in that aspect. Mm -hmm. We did vote or we did choose to do Max Pass every day so that we would get the Photo Pass privileges as well as be able to book Photo Pass or be able to book Fast Passes, I mean, on our phones. I think we can go ahead and get that out of the way. We would 10 out of 10 recommend MaxPass. It was well worth the money. Definitely recommend. I mean, and even if you aren't super interested in the photo pass aspect of it, just the convenience, because I think especially for, you know, maybe someone who's not a local or someone who is a first-time visitor, you want to get as much done as possible. And I think it's pretty safe to say that without the Max Pass, we would not have got as much done. Because the just the fast pass system is so much more convenient and kind of easy to manage to help plan out your day. So mm -hmm. highly recommended. Yeah, and I'm sure many people are familiar with it, but if you're not, it is ten dollars per person per day for Max Pass is what the prices are currently. Um, but it was just so awesome that we just walked through the gates. People were you know sprinting to Space Mountain or It's a Small World or whatever they wanted to fast pass for, and we just pulled out our phones, booked it, got the same times that they did, um, and we were off to the races. So next, got through the gates, um, going down Main Street USA. So the flagpole area, um, we didn't spend as much time there as maybe I would have liked. Um, we saw a lot of characters there at the Halloween party, but we didn't go into the fire hall area as much where Walt's apartment was. Of course, we saw the lantern, but we didn't really investigate it too much. Um, of course, guest, guest services over in City Hall on the left. Um, but other than that, we just kind of strolled down Main Street, took in the castle, took in kind of that familiar feeling of Disney parks that we've been in before. Um, but it was completely brand new at the same time. So... The shops and everything, I think, pretty standard of what we were expecting. Some bakeries, some emporium type, uh, type stores, um, and, and that was just a good setup. Yeah, I think something that was a little different was that um, you couldn't walk through all the stores. I think we made that mistake one time. We went in to use it as kind of like a shortcut, and we quickly realized that we couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. but definitely a similar feel 
Um, it was cool at night to see some of the different projections and things that they did. Um, you know, just to kind of add to the Halloween vibe that they had. Um, mm -hmm. But then as far as what else did we do on Main Street? We wanted to eat at the Carnation Cafe. We never were able to fit it in. That outdoor seating area, I feel like you could eat any kind of food and be perfectly content right there, being able to just look at Main Street and see the people walking by. Um, we did go into the little theater area where they had the classic Mickey cartoons, and that was really fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then next, I think we just walked up into the hub area with the partner statue. Um, of course, we just love seeing that. Um, really, one of the things that we were so excited about being in Disneyland was being in a park that Walt actually walked in and interacted with. Um, so I think that whole process was really, took our breath away, I would say. Yeah, and the history, you know, it is kind of cool to reflect on all of that. So we did enjoy that. Of course, you know, walking up to Sleeping Beauty's castle, a little underwhelming compared to Cinderella. Um, but definitely cool. Definitely something different. In that same area, we got some food. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of carts. Yeah, one thing I did want to say about Sleeping Beauty's castle is that, of course, it is smaller. And most people know that. But I felt it was a much more approachable, and you could get a lot closer to it, and you could see those intricate details that Cinderella's Castle kind of always seems far away, other than when you're walking through it, I guess. But I still appreciated the significance and the architecture of Sleeping Beauty's Castle. But yeah, moving on, food, important things. So one of the first things we got was the Maleficent Churro. Mm -hmm. And that was just um, back to the right behind the partner statue. That was like a Oreo-style churro, correct? Yes, Oreos. And it was supposed to have a dipping sauce with it. And I think, it was it vanilla or was it marshmallow? I want to say marshmallow, but I try not to think about it too much because the lady in front of us took the last one, which is always super upsetting. So we were... Without it. Mm -hmm. It was good. It was but good. But I think the sauce would have just put it over the edge. So, eh. It was okay. Yeah. So, you found a treat that you loved and you went back multiple times for? No, I just got it once. I did have multiple corn dogs, but oh. I only had one little red wagon corn dog. So, let's not get it twisted. Um, that was something that I kind of scoped out before the trip even started, just in our planning phase. And I knew I had to have one of these corn dogs. And apparently, there are a lot of other people who have that same <laughs> mindset because the line was always outrageous, but totally worth it. It was very delicious. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of a plain Jane, so I didn't get any like dipping sauces. They had sauces you could buy. I think they had like a pickle something sauce, fancy ketchups. I wanted none of it. But I'm sure if you're into that kind of thing, it'd be pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was always a line, like you said. I think one time we were sitting down for a parade and we said, oh, let's just go grab some corn dogs. 
and the line for that was longer than the line for some of the attractions. Yeah. But it was well worth it, would you say? Well worth it. I would definitely go there again. Mm -hmm. The only other thing that I think we got in the Main Street and the Hub area was your sister and I split a chimichanga. It was good. Filling. Really big. Sort of a good value, I think. Nothing to write home about. It was just a... Would you get it again? Is what everyone needs to know. Um, maybe. If I was in the right mood for it. I feel like that's a no. If it's not a yes, it's a no. Because there's so many good things. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to be decisive. Yeah. Like people need to know that. I Yes, you're right. But I can't imagine a scenario where I'm starving, I'm standing in the hub, and it's there, and I would get it again. But who knows? We just have to go back and get ourselves in and that try scenario. Again. Okay, I'm down. So yeah, I think other than that, this was a this was a we felt very comfortable in this area. We did some people watching. We just kind of took it all in. I really love the pumpkins that they placed around the partner statue um, with characters on them, um, symbolizing each of the lands in Disneyland. So, Jack Skellington was there representing New Orleans Square. I don't even remember who else was there because I was just looking at Jack Skellington. I think there was a Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Tarzan was doing Adventureland, I remember. Mm-hmm. So, that was a nice little Halloween touch. So, next, moving right to left around the park would be Tomorrowland. Food, I don't think we really ate anything in Tomorrowland. No, nothing really stands out to me. I do know that they had some sort of slush that I wanted to try, but we never did. We really saved all like the slush type of foods for California Adventure. Mm-hmm. So no food in Tomorrowland. I guess you'll ha- someone will have to let us know if we missed out mm-hmm. and if we need to go back. Yeah, I know we took some pictures of the Pizza Planet. Um, That was a cool area with the aliens and everything. Yeah, my sister's friend is apparently obsessed with the aliens. So it was a really cute area. I don't necessarily know if I would ever really be in the mood for, like, theme park pizza. But it was cute. Mm -hmm. So next, moving on to attractions. We can just go down the list. Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage. Unfortunately, we never got a chance to do it. And that would be pretty cool, though. So that is one, just one more reason for us to go back mm-hmm. since we didn't get to do it. The wait just never got below, like, 30 minutes, and we just could never justify getting in line for it. Yeah, we were just never in the right place at the right time. Someone who's a Disney history buff, let me know, because Elizabeth, Catherine's sister... And I debated on where was the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction in Walt Disney World. I seem to have memories of it being in Hollywood Studios, but Elizabeth remembers it in Magic Kingdom, so who knows? I don't know if she remembers it. I think she's just insistent on the fact that it was there. She's probably right, but for some reason I have some We need a tiebreaker, because it's not going to be me. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm sure somebody out there knows us. Let us know, where was it? Because we tried to do some research and couldn't find much information about it. Um, next, sort of an attraction, the Disneyland monorail. So this was, this is one that is 
you can draw comparisons between the monorail and Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Much different experience. It was just really cool being able to catch it within the park, and then it actually drops you off in the gift shop of downtown Disney. So um, it kind of saved us some walking time. I guess it just depends on where you're staying and where you're trying to go. But it was convenient in that aspect, so I appreciated that because it saved me some walking. Mm-hmm. Um, we rode it twice. We rode it once out of the park to downtown Disney and then once back in. Mm-hmm. It was a time saver, I think, for sure. There was never a line. One regret I have is that when you're in the platform there in Tomorrowland, you have a beautiful view of the Matterhorn. And we didn't stop to take a picture because the monorail was about to take off. Well, and we're also very salty about not being able to ride the Matterhorn. So I think me and Elizabeth just kind of shielded our eyes. Matterhorn? What Matterhorn? Yeah. There is no Matterhorn here. Um, Next one on the list um, is Autopia. We didn't get to ride that one either. What didn't look too different from Tomorrowland Speedway, so we just didn't. No. Didn't really draw much interest from us. Um, Star Wars Launch Bay. I'm realizing now we did not do a lot of things, so we got to go back. Well, I think, you know, just being like the first time guest, you just have to kind of pick and choose. And again, I mean, I do think we accomplished a lot Mm -hmm. in our time there, but I guess we are quickly learning it's impossible to do everything. Yeah. Um, so next would be Space Mountain, but while we were there for the Halloween time, it's Ghost Galaxy. So we rode it during the Halloween party and just in normal, um, park operation hours. I loved it. It was probably our most road ride. Mm -hmm. We really did just enjoy it. It seems like there was always a fast pass available for it. So it was like, Mm -hmm. well, why not do Space Mountain again? Yeah, we loved Space Mountain. You know, I think even in Disney World, that's one of our favorite attractions. So just knowing that this was going to be similar but a little different was really exciting to Mm -hmm. us. Um, Something that we noticed is that there weren't nearly as many drops, which I love the drops. Brendan doesn't care much for those. I, I don't, like, I was craving them, though, on this ride. yeah. Because you're waiting for it. Yeah, and then once they didn't happen, I kind of thought, like, well, the turns were fun, but I wish there were a couple drops to kind of get you. We did. I think if you've never ridden Space Mountain before, there's something just so special about riding it the first time because I don't think we laughed like that for any other ride. Mm -hmm. I mean, ever. I mean, we came off that ride the first time, and I remember me and Liz had tears just from like laughing and it just went so fast and your eyes just kind of well up. So we probably looked completely ridiculous coming off the ride, but it's just a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So if you, maybe if you've been on it a million times, take someone who hasn't because I think it'll evoke those same feelings for you. Yeah. And the ghost galaxy overlay, it was fun to see. I don't feel like it, of course, we've never rode the normal version without an overlay, but I don't feel like it changed it that much. I don't think so. Maybe just like the intro part, but I think that's it. Yeah. But, yeah. we. I, I didn't notice much of a difference sitting two by two instead of single rows. 
pretty similar experience. Um, I don't know if I would crown one better than the other. They're just different attractions, similar but a different track. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy them both. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to spend much time on Star Tours. It's an exact replica. It's the same, yeah, the exact same. Yeah, we enjoyed it. We did it once. I did like, I guess, you know, they have different videos. I liked that the one that we got this time had, like, the red dirt stuff. I'm mm -hmm. not, like, a Star Wars expert. But I did recognize that scene from some of the newer movies. So the I Last think Jedi. From some of the newer movies. So I think it's cool that they're incorporating that. Because mm -hmm. I think kids... You know, especially relate to that maybe more because it's newer. I don't know. Maybe just me. Yeah. Well, it's characters that you're familiar with. I think Poe was on there and mm -hmm. Finn. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, and probably the last thing that is was really notable was the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. This is another one that we don't want to spend all our time comparing, but the blasters... In the Disneyland version, are so much better than the ones in Walt Disney World. Yeah, I mean, there is really no comparison there. And I don't know. I mean, I'm also kind of partial because I honestly, I love the Buzz Lightyear ride because it's just cute and it's kind of the OG for the arcade style games. But I hate the one in Magic Kingdom. Because it's just impossible. I cannot hit anything. Maybe it's a me thing. But it's just really frustrating. Like, I feel like I get on the ride and I'm so hopeful. And I get off the ride and I just want to, like, kick something. Because <laughs> it's just like, how am I so bad? But I feel like this one, you could pick up the guns yourself and you could manipulate them. So you weren't, like, trapped to the cart. Yeah. Or the person steering. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is that you're not yelling at the, <laughs> your other rider, you know, who's jerking you around because it's moving your gun at the same time. That you can twist and, and move your body around to be able to shoot at the things that you want to. You have more freedom, which gives you a better shot. Mm. Or at least a better chance of hitting <laughs> something. Yeah. Even if you're hopeless like I am, I mean... There's something there. I got to share a funny interaction that we had because I posted it on our Instagram story and just said, like, holy cow, the guns are so much better in Disneyland. And Sarah and Jeff from Adults in Disney responded back and said, yeah, maybe only if you like responsiveness and accuracy. <laughs> Which is so true. <laughs> so that's another, just like a big comparison and a big win for mm. Disneyland. Like, if that was a column check, they get that checkbox. Mm -hmm. Okay, so next area that we jumped over to, or just going around the map, would be the Fantasyland area. Um, so for food, we had at the Red Rose Tavern, and that was kind of a last-minute decision, and it was really a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I think as far as quick service meals, we didn't really plan out what we wanted to eat because I think we just expected to snack so much. But, you know, you just reach a point in time where it's like, oh, my God, I need a real meal. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of quickly glanced at the map and decided on this, partially because, like we mentioned in the last episode, Liz is um, Beauty and the Beast obsessed. 
So we wanted to go check it out. And we were, I mean, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, so all three of us got the Beast Burger. Which is also kind of a sin to get the same exact meal three times. Yeah, but it was amazing. It was really good. I think Liz might say that that's her favorite meal there, besides Lamplight Lounge, I think. Yeah, no, I think she definitely would. Mm-hmm. She would definitely agree with that. I enjoyed, we also got the LeFou's brew, because was, I feel like you just have to. Yeah, and it was a little bit different than in Walt Disney World. I don't know if it was. It wasn't frozen. Well, it wasn't frozen, but you, you can get a non-frozen version oh, in Disney World. Maybe we've just never done that one. Yeah, because it's just so hot. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was a cool area. I uh, That was a cool restaurant. We got in and out really quickly. Good very filling meal so it was a good good setup yeah just overall good yeah so attractions um so the big things that we wanted to hit were the rides that were either taken away from walt disney world or things that were unique to disneyland so the big ones for me were pinocchio's daring journey fun little cute dark ride Snow White, Scary Adventures, which I know we both rode as children at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Do we also count, like, the teacups? Yeah. Stuff? Yeah, we can talk about teacups, because it is different. Yeah. So I think teacups were something that we, none of us really noted as something that we had to do, but then once we saw it, I think just it being outside and seeing all the lanterns hung above it, it was just such a great setting. And then right there next, oh, and you forgot about Alice's Ride, but right there next to Alice's Ride, that was just a really cool area. Um, and the teacups were a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like it's almost cheesy to say, maybe, but, you know, me and Liz are such, like, saps for Disney stuff. It was really magical. That's a, I mean, I don't know, that's a good word to say, honestly, um, with the lanterns, and we rode it at night, so they were all lit up, and they were different colors, and it was just really pretty. It made for some good photo ops. Mm-hmm. We weren't maybe necessarily the most photogenic, but the ride was working it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at night, it was beautiful with the lanterns. Mm-hmm. And the line was short, mm-hmm. so that helped. Yeah, for sure. Um, the ones that stood out to me were Snow White Scary Adventure as scary as you remember it as a child. I think it would be. I think if you were a kid, you know, when the evil queen turns around and she's like the old woman, I mean, that's kind of terrifying. It it definitely kind of like, whew, takes you back for a second. And that's pretty, I mean, that's really all I remember from writing it as a child is that it was scary. I mean, they're not kidding when they call it. Like her scary adventure or something. Yeah. Um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, it's a classic. I think we all appreciate. I don't really remember it much as a child, but I never, I didn't know (laughs) that you end in hell. Yeah, that seems very un-Disney-like. And I don't know the story of Mr. Toad. And I guess you're kind of agreeing, so you must not either. Yeah. So we were all just kind of confused the whole time with what was going on. Like, it's a cute ride. You know, it has the little cars that you get in. So it seems promising. And I, just being like the Disney, you know, fantasy kind of person, I'm expecting like 
we're going on a car ride, like with the little frog, like woo, and then we're in hell, yeah. (laughs) So whatever. Um, So so I don't don't really know how I feel about that. Maybe we should. Let's hold our judgment. Let's read the story, and then see if it maybe it comes in full circle for us. First impressions are hard to beat, man. <laughs> so if you if you know the story or if you have other opinions, someone please help us because we're all very confused and <laughs> yeah. very underwhelmed. <laughs> but the ride vehicles were fun, I would say. I Yeah, I can appreciate that. And the line, honestly, for Mr. Toad was always pretty long. Yeah. So we didn't ride it until it was like 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. because we were not willing to wait in line that long. Yeah, maybe we were just tired and delirious and we just missed part of the story. No, I just think it wasn't very clear. <laughs> well, they need like a pamphlet <laughs> in front of these rides. Yeah. Like, this is the story. Yeah, instead of ending in a gift story, you end in hell. So... <laughs> Anyway, anyway, the storybook canal boats. This was something I was really excited for, and to be honest, I didn't really like it that much. Yeah, I I didn't even know this ride existed until we were in Disneyland and looking at the map and everything, because I didn't do nearly as much research as you did. But... Um, I, I was excited when Brendan was like, oh, it takes you through all the different stories. You know, they kind of narrate it. And I think I expected uh, what would be like a good, almost like maybe a Winnie the Pooh or a, you know, like an inside, you know, animated kind of thing. Yeah. A dark ride, I guess is the correct term. Just something that would be kind of bigger. And because it even shows you, like, when you first get on the boat, you go through the whale's mouth. It looks super cute. Yeah. So I expected something bigger. And, um, I don't know. I don't even have words. It was underwhelming. I think it's one of those attractions that, for lack of a better term, the skipper, the narrator, whatever Mm -hmm. that appropriate person is, they kind of make or break that ride. And I just couldn't understand our guy. He he didn't have a very good, like, announcer presence, I guess. He was kind of mumbly. Yeah. Maybe it was just, like, the beginning of his shift or the end or something. So. Like I said, I, I yeah. really wanted to love it. Yeah. Because I've heard so many people say that it, that they love that attraction. But, you know. It's not, it wasn't for us. Yeah. But, you know. Teach their own. Yeah. So one of the last things, something that I think blew all of us away was It's a Small World. Yes. And that's one that you, that people typically dread because, you know, the song gets stuck in your head, but it was neat. I'm almost offended that the version that they put in Walt Disney World is the version that it is. That they you mean made, that it's not as good? Yeah, that they made a copy of that ride and put that product in Walt Disney World. You know? Yeah, it was. I And I almost feel bad, too, because when we rode It's a Small World, we were pressed for time. We were like, go, go, go. We got to get to our next Fast Pass. Like, And by the time we waited in the Fast Pass line for It's a Small World... Something that we quickly realized, the fast pass lines are sometimes not even fast pass lines. Yeah. 
we can get to that later. But we were so pressed for time. I feel like part of me didn't like soak it all in, especially towards the end. Because I was just like, okay, is it over? Can we run? Like, can we get off this boat? But it was really neat. I liked that in each country they included Disney characters. Yeah. So you could kind of like wait and see like, oh, there's Lilo and Stitch. There's Alice. There's Aladdin and Jasmine. Yeah, Aladdin and Jasmine. Um, like Timon and Puma. Um, Pumba. 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 <laughs> There's a B in there. Pumba. That sounds weird. I think it's Puma. <laughs> um, but you can see all the characters, and I think that just added kind of like an extra, almost like a, uh, what would you call that? Like a where's Waldo. Like you're looking for something. You know, it's not just like you're looking at the dolls. But you're also kind of looking for the characters, which was cool to us. Yeah. I will say, and then we can move on, I I feel similar that I didn't give that attraction the attention that it probably deserved. Because we were pressed for time, and because it was the end of the night, I was dead tired at that time. Yeah, we were not expecting this to stay late. Like, we went back and took a nap that day. And we came back and told ourselves, like, okay, we'll spend, like, three more hours in the park. We'll come back for an early night because we're going to go to DCA. Mm -hmm. And that is not what we did. Yeah. So I think that wraps up Fantasyland. Mm Mm-hmm. Very different. I liked it. I liked the closeness of everything. And it's probably not ideal for, like, big parties or, like, strollers. Yeah. Um... Trying to get around, but it was it was cute. Mm-hmm. It was small. It kind of gave you that feel that, you know, when everything is so spread out in Disney World, it's almost more theme park-ish, you know, in Disney yeah. World. Yeah. Well, we'll have to go back to Matterhorn. Huh. Moving on. We can't talk about <laughs> it. All right. So next would be Mickey's Toontown. And this was, again, an area that I think we underestimated. Well, I think, you know, it brings up a lot of childhood memories. For, uh, especially for me and Liz. Yeah. We, we loved Toontown in Disney World. So I think we were really excited to go there. I think, you know, we did expect it to be kitty and maybe not enjoy it as much as we did. But we were genuinely excited. Yeah. So we didn't eat anything back there. I think the only thing is the Pluto's dog hut. Yeah, I saw like corn dogs or hot dogs. Yeah. So we skipped on that. But. The gift store. Yeah. If you have a furry friend at home, a fur baby, they had the best souvenirs back there because something that we noticed especially since we've gotten Louie is that um none of the stores really in Disney World have the pet stuff anymore Mm -hmm. it was everywhere back there in Toontown so we had to stock up and get Louie some treats but moving on rides yeah well the first things I was going to talk about were all the houses Mm -hmm. um so pro tip we went very late in the night. I It had to at least be 11.30 or so. I mean, it was empty. Yeah. Because there were no kids. I mean, there probably were some. But there weren't any kids back there in Toontown. Yeah. So we 
when we first got back there, we rode Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. That's a story in itself. We got a fast pass for it, and there were legitimately us three and three other people in the queue, and we used to fast pass for it. But but in our defense, the line all day had been forty minutes, like a solid forty minutes. So when it popped up, we were just like, well, we might as well. We haven't you know rode that ride yet. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe during the day, if you did have kids and you couldn't stay out until 1130, it would be a good use of yep. your fast pass. Yeah. Gadgets Go Coaster, we also rode that. There was nobody because in line why for it. not? Yeah. Rem- reminded me of the Barnstormer, a fun little kid roller coaster. Yeah. It was funny because I didn't realize that there was only one um, car, like one track. So we like pulled back up and all the same people were still in line and I was very confused for a minute. (laughs) But I think the houses of all the characters, so there was Goofy's house, Donald's boat, Chippendale's treehouse, and then Mickey and Minnie's houses were awesome. We took a lot of pictures, took our time kind of going through those, and then we got the most amazing surprise in Mickey's house. So we walked all the way through it, we're looking at everything, and it just kind of dumps you into this queue that says, meet Mickey, and we thought because it was so late in the night and there was nobody else back there that Mickey had gone home for the day. Mostly me. I was very skeptical, and again, it was like 11.30, so I was maybe a little grumpy, and mostly skeptical, but my sister, of course, being the optimist that she is was like, no, we have to go get in line. Like, he's got to be back there. And he was. I mean, we walked right up to meet Mickey. Mm-hmm. You know, no line. Super magical, as Liz would say. And he was in his Sorcerer's Apprentice yeah. costume. And I don't think I've ever met Mickey in that outfit before. Maybe when I was a kid. But there was, like we said, there's nobody else in line. So we got to spend quite a bit of time with him. Because I don't even think there was anybody behind us. No, I would be very surprised if there was. So, yeah, we talked to him for a while. We got lots of pictures. Um, and then we just kind of... That, I think... So, after we met Mickey, we went from a very low place to a very high place. <laughs> that was our second wind for the night. Because I think we were all kind of, like, dragging our feet. Like, oh, we'll just go through Toontown and then we'll be done. We're going to, you know, we're tired. We're going to go home. But we were like little kids. We met Mickey and we were fully charged again, back at 100%. Mm-hmm. I think that would wrap up most of our thoughts on Toontown. Very fun area. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we mentioned this about Roger Rabbit, but... It was really cool because the cars spin. It's mm-hmm. kind of in the name, but I didn't know that, and it was awesome. We Both of us went a little too hard at the beginning. Spun a it's, little too much. Yeah, it's easy to get carried away. And then we had to tail, scale it back a little bit so that we could actually experience the ride as we went through the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. Yeah. So, the next land um, going through the map would be Frontierland. So, the biggest thing for me, I know we're trying not to compare, but it's much smaller than in Disney World. It's kind of like you're in it, there's Big Thunder, and then you're out of it. I know. I almost feel like Big Thunder is really the only thing, 
there. Yeah. I guess we didn't eat anything Mm-mm. over there, really. We were interested in going to the Rancho del Zocalo. 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 But we never did. We're just a couple of Tennessee hicks, so we can't pronounce any Spanish words. Oh, hush. But yeah, we didn't get a chance to do Mark Twain's Riverboat, which is just a very time-consuming thing, so I think that's why we didn't do it. Yeah. That's something I think that you wanted to do, but I was always kind of like pushing it off to the side. Well, I guess you won in the end. (laughs) But Big Thunder. So Big Thunder will forever be our very first ride at Disneyland. Yes. Um, You know, the first, it was the Halloween party night. We got... (coughs) We got a Fast Pass. And it was a good use of the Fast Pass because there was always a long line for Big Thunder. So definitely get a Fast Pass if you can. But it was just fun. I feel like, you know, there were a couple key differences. Um, Just in the way that the ride was laid out and some of the effects and things. You know, I had like a whole dynamite scene. Yeah, that's. I think that's the third chain pull-up, whatever you call that. Mm-hmm. With the dynamite, that was really fun. That was cool. Just something different and unexpected. Um, I think we ended up riding Big Thunder maybe two more times Mm -hmm. after that because that was kind of like Space Mountain. There was always a fast pass. So I think that was also really great too because, you know, we could do it multiple times. It wasn't like um, it was just like a one and done sort of thing. So each time that we rode it again, we noticed a few more of those little details Mm -hmm. because it does tell a story, Yeah, which we enjoy. One notable story that I think is worth sharing is that something that we noticed in Disneyland is a lot of times they like to split you in two different lines when you get up close. Or even when you're not up close. Yeah. You could still be way far back in the queue and they're like, pick a side, any side. Yeah. And Credit Coaster was like that. Yeah. But anyway, Big Thunder, of course, many people will, will be familiar with that split. So we split, and we just happened to catch it at the right time, and we kind of got swift and and advanced way far in the queue. And there was a pretty salty lady back behind us who was verbally kind of expressing her disgust that we were behind her, and then we jumped up in front of her. I mean, I feel like that's just the risk that you take. Yeah. And typically, we're on the other end of that. We always pick the bum lines mm-hmm. that seem to take twice as long. So we just happen to get lucky. Yeah. The same lady, whenever you're in the Fast Pass queue and they stop you at the merge point, she kept, we were the people stopped, and she was yelling a couple of groups yes. back, just go, go, go. And I was like, like, that's not how this works, lady. <laughs> we can't just barrel through this nice gate cast member keeper i don't know yeah and the the party behind us tried to tell her but she wasn't having it she was not having it that was just a she was just an angry person yeah but that was um just something notable that happened that i'll always remember on that cue i feel like that's funny that you remember that all right so next would be good old critter country no you gotta say it i can't no i can't do it I have to say, whenever I would say Critter Country with Brendan and Liz on our trip, I have to use my really obnoxious 
thick southern accent, and I just can't do it. It's too much. <laughs> you can't. Everyone would be like, one star, gotta go, <laughs> like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we rode Pooh's ride. It was fun. It was interesting being so different than the one in Walt Disney World, especially the queue and the loading area. Again, I mean, it was just outside. That's a big theme that we kind of took away from Disneyland is just that with the weather and it being so nice, you can just do everything outside. Mm -hmm. And it's so enjoyable. Yeah. Just out in the open. We we forgot to mention, we didn't eat anything in Critter Country. Hungry Bear looked fun. It always had a really long line. We just never had a reason to go in there. Yeah, I feel like, too... I wanted to go there because I like bears. Um, I, my school's mascot is a bear. But I feel like um, I wanted to go there, but I almost think that I read some reviews, and they were pretty bad. So I think maybe that's why we didn't go in there. Because yeah. I would have been about it. Yeah. So, Splash Mountain. Yes. This is a ride. We love it. and We love to hate it. Well, we love it in Walt Disney World, but we have probably not rode it in five years. It's just because you just get so uncomfortable just yeah. getting soaked. And we are the people who get soaked. Yeah. I mean, it's just inevitable. We can't ride a water ride and just walk off like, what at all? You know, like you see the people who maybe just have like one little splash on their shoulder. No. We're like... Jeans sticking to you, you know, soaking hair. If it gives you any indication, <laughs> we went back to the resort very shortly to change from head to toe. Yeah, it was, it's fun. And I think I'll always have a soft spot for Splash Mountain because as a kid, that was a ride that we loved so much and we could always coax my mom to go on it. And she's not, like, a thrill person. So I think it just has, like, special memories in that sense. But you get off and it's like, ooh, this is not enjoyable. Mm -hmm. We were the super lame people in line that when they handed us our Ziploc bag, we were, like, jumping up and down. And people were like, it's no, a free Ziploc bag. I think Ziploc that's bag. legit. They're awesome. <laughs> so we kept ours as souvenirs. I mean, because if yeah, Disney Brendan, gives you a free souvenir, you cannot throw it away. Brendan only let us actually use one Ziploc bag so the other could be in perfect condition. There's going to be like years from now that people are going to be like, man, I wish I had a Ziploc bag from Splash Mountain. Or mostly you. Well, we'll have we'll to put it in our one. Disney office. Yeah. But it was a good story. Again, we're a sucker for a good story. So it was fun. You know, it kind of gets you that it's a ride that likes to fake you out. You know, here's a little splash here. Here's a little splash there. And that happened twice before the big drop. Mm. So it just kind of adds to the wet and uncomfortable feeling. You know, it gets all in your shoes before you actually get going. Yeah. I think the only negative thing for me was that there was a lot of backups. Yes. So you, there were, you know, to go down the big drop, there were, we were backed up six or seven boats. Uh-huh. And I don't know how that happens. That just kind of takes away from the, the story, I feel like. That's true. If you're sitting there waiting. So. Maybe they do it to build anticipation. 
I think it was a loading and unloading issue because the same thing happened when we got down to unload. Yeah. And again, that kind of happened a lot. Yeah. That happened to jump ahead. That happened on pirates too. Oh, yeah. There was a huge backup on pirates. Yeah. Pretty much the whole ride. Yeah. So, but overall, very fun ride. But if that was, if I was viewing it from like a first time rider's experience, that would kind of not be as great. Cause yeah, I get that. I, I like, see what you're saying. I like how when you just ride it and you immediately go up the ramp and you're, you're like, don't even have time to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or I you're, you're still you're thinking saying. like, is this the big one? Although, I mean, you've got to know that's the big one. I don't know. They're not very subtle. They're like, turn back. Don't go down that way. (laughs) (laughs) And here you are. Yeah. It was good to sit there for a second and hear that song. Because I've never really heard it play all the way through. That's true. Yeah. That's true. It was scary. I just won't get over the fact that they call that area Critter Country. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to research or know exactly what Walt was thinking. I don't... Was it Walt? I don't know. I don't, we'll have to do some research. I, I would have to think that he would play a part in that. And I would love to know the reasoning behind Critter Country. And also, why it got the axe in Disney World. Why is there no Critter Country <laughs> in Disney World? I don't know. Petition to bring it to Disney World. I'd love to know. There were also... Okay, out of all the things to put in Critter Country... I'm going to put you on the spot. What should have been in Critter Country? That was not there. Country Bears? The Country Bears! (laughs) You have a Hungry Bear restaurant and no Country Bears? But... The Country Bears, their home should be Critter Country. Okay. They belong there. You're going to get me on a really big tangent that I don't think we want to go down, but as a native Tennessean... Oh, it's totally offensive. It's the worst. As someone who's not from Tennessee and lives in Tennessee, I think it's even worse. But that should be their homeland. Critter, country, country, bears. That's like if you were playing the chain reaction game and it was Disney version, that that's how I would line it up. Critter, country, country, bears. Well, if we haven't lost bear, our... Hungry bear restaurant, I don't know. If we haven't lost all of our listeners, we've definitely <laughs> lost them by now. It's, it's late. <laughs> so, now, we're just going to finish this off for our own sake. It's been fun. So, the next area is New Orleans Square, which was my personal favorite land. I think because... You knew it was going to be your favorite before we even went there. You could We could have blindfolded you, and it still would have been your favorite. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I think that, A, because it was just something completely different than what we had experienced before. And... Again, why why is this not in Disney World? I don't know. We're going to do some research tomorrow. Yeah. But it was different. It was cute. Well-themed. It was a maze, though. It was. I did. Okay. So I liked that Fantasyland was small. I did not like that New Orleans square was so small. It was literally a square. (laughs) And it was so small. Well, I think our first experience with it was trying to find the bathrooms. 
And we got really lost in a very small confined area. And congested. And that was just a very humbling experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The stores were kind of cute. Again, we didn't really poke around that area too long. But there was just a lot going on. Mm-hmm. With the bathroom and the stores and the little um, quick service restaurants, it was a maze. I wish Liz was on this episode because she kept saying how we were wasting our time going to get mint juleps. She didn't word it like that, but she just kept saying... She was a hater. She kept saying they were so bad in Walt Disney World. And I was like, I'm getting a mint julep. And then we loved them. In New Orleans Square. And we ordered one and we should have ordered five. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised we didn't go back and get more. We can. It was now. <laughs> it was delicious. I think it just had a good light flavor, so it didn't feel like you're drinking something super sugary. And you're not a mint person either. No, but it was it was refreshing, and mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what we needed. You know, it was better than just drinking another bottle of water. Um, it was festive. Mm-hmm. We're all about festive. And then to kind of top it off, we got beignets. Yeah. And I think that was also, along with the corn dogs, that was another snack that I was really, really excited for. Yeah. So we just got normal beignets. They had pumpkin spice. We just opted for the original. I would have liked to try the pumpkin ones, but you can either get them in groups of three or six. So we just got the six so that we could each get two. And I think that worked for us. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd be interested to know, do they do other flavors? Like other seasonal flavors? I think there's an eggnog one. Ooh, yeah, no. Count me out on that. Gotta try it once. I don't know. We didn't try the pumpkin. So we had reservations at Cafe Orleans. And it just... The scheduling worked out where we couldn't make it back. We were in DCA at the time, and we just weren't going to make it back for it. It was just, that was the very last day of our trip, and I think we had good intentions for wanting to kind of end there and make that our last hoorah, but we were tired. We decided that we knew we needed a nap um, to make it late that last night, um, or else, I mean, we just weren't going to make it. So we prioritized, I think we made a good decision because there were so many other snacks that we ate that night that kind of made up for it. And if we would have eaten at Cafe Orleans, we would have been just too full Mm -hmm. to eat the other snacks. Yeah. So next time we go back, we'll eat Cafe Orleans and Blue Bayou. Yeah. They both looked really good. Mm -hmm. But don't they have like the same food? Um, there are some repeat dishes, I believe. Okay. Blue Bayou is just much more upscale. Yeah. We did see the entrance to Club 33, which was fun. I, th- I think at that point, I was just, like, on a mission to find a bathroom. Mm. So you and Liz, I remember you and Liz talking about it. Yeah. But I was in my own world. So, the attractions. Both of them. Let's save Haunted Mansion for a second. Let me, let's build up to it. But first, Pirates. Such a different story than in Walt Disney World. Oh my god, I was honestly amazed by just the kind of the start of it all. And again, the the whole line queue is outside, so you don't get the same kind of buildup. I feel like that you do in Disney World. Um, 
as far as like pirate theming throughout. Um, because it, it started like you were in the bayou. It was it was kind of weird to have that start, I thought. Just different, I guess. Just something different. But um I don't know, it was it was interesting. So I think the thing we were not expecting a second drop. No, again with yeah, again with the drops. So that was fun. That was a good little twist. And it was just a much longer ride. Than, it was. Than in Walt Disney World. And I I that is one that I can definitely say that I preferred that one over the one at Walt Disney World. Really? That's I just thought it was a better story. It, it kind of built up to the final scene. What is yeah. that, Tortuga? Yeah. I agree. I I think the beginning kind of threw me because you are driving past, like, the restaurant and it is still very New Orleans. But once you actually got going, it was it was cool. Yeah. But again, it was there was a huge backup. And so it took yeah. us a long time to get all the way through that. Especially at the end, I think that's when it was the worst. And I'm not really sure how that happens. And I don't want to harp on it too much because I don't want to be too negative. But we were in a really bad boat. The other uh, guests well, in our you boat. you can't control that. I know. But it is unfortunate. They were literally, like, rocking the boat, like, side to side. Like, one, two, one. Like, left, right, left, right. Yeah. And it was, it made us kind of uncomfortable because it was us in the back and then another group. And, I mean, I had, like, a gut feeling that this boat can't flip. But it definitely crosses your mind because they were not gentle. Yeah. And they just talked through the entire thing. Yeah. And so, and they were, they took up the three rows in front of us. So they were all kind of yelling back and forth and it was just kind of distracting. So yeah, another one that I would really love to ride again. Yeah. And the thing, I think unfortunately, because they don't have the fast pass for that line, for that ride, it does make it hard to ride again because yeah. of course it's a classic and everyone wants to ride it. So the line was fairly long. It moved, like it's continuously moving almost, but it's still so long. Yeah. So, let's you, talk about it. Are you ready? Haunted Mansion Holiday. I mean, I now that we've had some time to think about it, I am fairly certain it's my favorite attraction of all time. And I, I fully believe that. Like, I at first I thought it was recency bias. But now I've I've convinced myself that it was the best experience I've ever had. Granted, I'm one of the biggest Nightmare Before Christmas fans. Yeah, even though it's a Halloween movie. We're not going <laughs> to... It, it's both holidays. It is holiday agnostic. But... But it was, it was very cool. So even for me, someone who is not obsessed with Tim Burton or The Nightmare Before Christmas... It was really cool. I mean, because we kind of said it in our last episode, but when Disneyland decides to make a flip or do an overlay, they don't just halfway do it. It's not like they just change the music or put in a character here or there. I mean, it was really just completely immersive. Mm -hmm. I mean, as soon as you walked into the mansion, 
um, went into the stretch room. I mean, everything about it was just full-blown um, nightmare for Christmas. Well, even before that, in the cemetery, in the queue, I was just eyes wide open taking yeah. everything in. Yeah, I think, I mean, they still kept a lot of the Haunted Mansion things in the cemetery, like with the pets and everything. That's really what I remember. But the inside, like, even when you first start walking up to your doom buggy, they have, like, the big, you know, scary Christmas, Merry Christmas kind of thing with all the characters, like, even the obscure ones that you might not think about. Um, and it was kind of, like, neon lit up in your face. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Yeah. That was kind of like a wow moment. Like, ooh, they they mean it. Yeah. They're doing this. Yeah, and I think all the way throughout, I mean, the ballroom scene, we got kind of, we had our jaws on the floor. That was amazing. That is a real gingerbread house is what we learned from watching one of those ABC specials of the park flipping. Um, but then the graveyard scene as well was just I think didn't we already say on the last episode what our favorite scenes were or um, is this like deja vu that's we did say that but we did not publish that episode because our audio was messed up oh good okay so my favorite scene was the graveyard your favorite scene was the ballroom mm-hmm. and Liz's favorite scene was um the attic yeah. The attic. Um, and we all had different reasons for that. I liked the graveyard seeing Jack and Sally because it's very unexpected. Yeah. You know, they're huge, like life, larger than life size characters, and they're just chilling there in the graveyard. You know, it's, it's Jack's world. We're just kind of floating through it. So it was really cool. Zero was there. Um, I think Liz said she liked the attic because it had that big snake that kind of wrapped all the way around the room with all the different presents and on one side it had like the snake's head holding the list and on the other side because he went all the way around the room it was like his tail Mm -hmm. was wrapped up to make the Christmas tree yeah so that was really cool yeah I I completely agree I mean I couldn't I can't say enough good things about it and I think I am one of those people, I watch all the ride POV videos on YouTube. I love doing that. I knew Oogie Boogie was coming at the very end, <laughs> but still that reveal with the big spin wheel or whatever he has there, uh-huh. I was just focused on him, so I didn't look at the spin wheel. It was all cool. It was amazing. It was cool. And but... something that you didn't notice, but I noticed both times we wrote it, was that whenever you go to the Hitchhiking Ghost mirror scenes, if you look back over your shoulder, Oogie Boogie is positioned away where he's looking over your Doom Buggy at you as well. At least for the first, like, two mirrors. Yeah, I did miss that. So it's kind of like he's following you. Mm-hmm. Um, something that was interesting. So if you think about the ride in Disney World, you know it has, like, the bride... There at the end of the ride. So you're still sitting in the doom buggy. And she's like, come back. You know, mm-hmm. we're dying to have you and all that stuff. And she was nowhere to be found. So I remember the first time as we were getting off that ride, Liz was really upset. 
she was like, what? Like, where's the girl? Like, they're not going to say, you know, like, we're dying to have you. And, you know, yeah. her little line. And then it's actually on your way out of the ride. They kind of continue the story. And instead of the bride, it was Sally who was saying all that. Mm-hmm. So we were pleased they did not get rid of her. Yep. Yeah, nice little last minute spark of magic before you head back out. All the magic. Yeah. So, it's all it's already been a really long episode, but we're going to finish strong. Yes, Adventureland. Yeah. So, I think we, both of us were most excited for Indiana Jones whenever we kind of saw the list of of everything that it has to offer. That's probably just the biggest attraction they have back there. Yeah. So, Contrary to popular belief, we like Dinosaur in Animal Kingdom. Would you Would you say yeah, you like it? I mean, it? it's, a, it's a fast-paced thrill ride. That's kind of what we enjoy most. Mm-hmm. And especially in Animal Kingdom, I mean, besides Everest, there's not. Besides Flight of Passage now. Well, now. Yeah. But, like, growing up and stuff, there weren't a lot of other thrill rides. So it was like you either rode it or you didn't. We would always be, like, scared out of our mind, but we would enjoy it. Yeah. So, we like being jerked around and in the dark and everything, I guess. Yeah. I thought Indy was a very good ride. I thought the queue was... The theming was amazing. Yeah. And you and Liz are not Indiana Jones fans. No, but it's... I mean, again, it's just very immersive. The queue line was so long. But it was like every time you turn or every time you go into a different room, like they just had so much to look at. Like they had the spears coming down from the ceiling or they had ropes hanging down or... Artifacts. Artifacts. I mean, just a lot to look at. So I think, you know, we enjoyed kind of looking at everything and taking it all in. And there was just a lot to look at there. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about it. I just really enjoyed it. I know... I don't know if you heard them, but there are some people behind us that did not enjoy it at all. I do think, I mean, the ride moves fast. I think that's just kind of common knowledge. It does really swing you around um, and kind of rock you back and forth a lot. Um, And because it, it does just a lot of swift motions, there's a lot to look at within the ride itself. But it's hard to take it all in the first time because it's just so busy. You know, on Dinosaur, it kind of just keeps you on, like, the one track. So you just look right, you look left, and that's it. But I feel like in this ride... It's a little weaving in and out. Yes, weaving. That's a good word. Um, And, again, there's just so much to take in. It's almost like you get off the ride and it's like what happened (laughs) what was I just looking at so you almost have to write it more than once to really let it sink in like all the different scenes Mm -hmm. so other things jungle cruise we love a good jungle cruise Liz loves a good jungle cruise I mean if you ever visit Walt Disney World and you're like hey that girl you know, looks familiar. You know, maybe I've seen her somewhere from Detour to Neverland. If you get on Jungle Cruise and she's laughing like a hyena, then you'll know it's her. (laughs) I mean, growing up, I was always, like, embarrassed (laughs) because she, I mean, she just loves it, and she is just, 
she just laughs so freely um, at all the puns and everything. So it's it's fun now to ride it with her, and I I bet the skippers appreciate her genuine laughs. <laughs> yeah, and that's another. I I wouldn't say we've I wouldn't say I wouldn't say we've ever had a bad skipper, mm-hmm. but some are better than others. And this one in Disneyland was killing it. He was a good one. He I think my all time favorite Jungle Cruise skipper was on the Jungle on the Jingle Cruise. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite, but this guy was awesome. He did a good job. Yeah. we. There's no use in repeating any of the jokes because we can't deliver them the same way. No, we wouldn't do it justice. <laughs> and I, w- I wish I remembered his name or something so we could give him credit, but he was funny. It was early in the morning, so we walked right on. Um, I don't even think our boat was full. No. The cave scene or the temple scene mm-hmm. was really good. Um, a little bit different than what we were used to. And the piranhas. That was a fun little... That was interesting, yeah. What else was kind of funny was that there was a little girl on our boat who was legitimately scared mm. of the Jungle Cruise. Like, she's sitting in between, like, her dad and her grandma. And they're, like, laughing at her and stuff. Well, not, like, you know, just chuckling like parents do. Because she's legitimately scared of all these animals and everything. And meanwhile... I'm sitting next to Miss Hyena, just <laughs> laughing, just big belly laughs at, the, at these guys' puns. <laughs> it's like, how is this little girl scared? So it was sweet. Yeah. You know, Disney magic, but it it just added to the whole experience. I am embarrassed to admit that I probably rode that ride at least ten times before I legitimately knew that the elephants do not spray water on you. <laughs> Every single time that I was That is embarrassing. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Well, I was a child, so... Excuses. <laughs> but that was a good one. So, you know, you always have to do a good jungle cruise. But then the other thing that I feel like is really easy to overlook is the Tarzan's treehouse. Because they have the Swiss Family Robinson in Disney World. And... It's cool. It's probably bigger than Tarzan's treehouse, but this treehouse was awesome. Yeah. Well, Again, we did it in the morning, so it was like empty, because it's not like a must run to the treehouse. Mm-hmm. I think it helps that we all love Tarzan. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? But they were playing the music all throughout yeah. the treehouse, and that soundtrack. was one of the coolest part. Mm-hmm. You put Phil Collins in anything, and I'm in. But they told they really told the story, um, which again I think Disneyland is just great about doing is just the whole storytelling process. Um, so you just kind of walk through the whole journey. You know, they had Sabor sitting in the tree. They had Tarzan as a baby um, with Kala. Is that her name? I didn't even know the guy's name was Sabor. So I'm I'm way behind you. You just said you like Tarzan. Um, but they had, like, Tarzan as a baby. They had the whole trash the camp scene, which me and Liz just thought was so cute. So, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we thoroughly enjoyed it. Liz loved that they had Mrs. Potts and Chip at the end. Yes. Of course, with the... Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. That was a nice touch. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that people would notice. Maybe just Disney people like us. Mm-hmm. 
So one last thing in Adventureland before we quickly go over food. Probably my biggest regret in Disneyland is that we did not do the Tiki Room. Yes. We we should have because we did go and get the Dole Whip. I think it was just one of those things where we all wanted to do it. But I think internally we were like, oh, well, they don't really want to do it. So we'll just kind of move on mm-hmm. sort of situation. And we we just should have been open with each other. Yeah. We should have said, I want to do this. And we definitely would have. That restaurant slash bar that they're building in that area, though, is worth going back for, I feel like. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be really cool. Did you, I don't know if you knew this, but now they're going to put some of the characters from the Tiki Room are going to be there, like, interacting with guests at that. Like the birds? Yeah. <gasps> what? I'm in I feel that. like I, I wouldn't be able to sit in that restaurant, though, and not sing the Tiki Room song. I'd probably just sit there and sing the song the whole time. That sounds like a perfect afternoon. You would let me sit there and sing the Tiki Room song all day? Yeah. Okay, let's go. So, the other thing that we ate at Bingle Barbecue, we ate it kind of as a snack. We could have gotten a full meal. I think we didn't get as much... I think we were hoping it would be a meal, Yeah. but it ended up being a snack. Yeah, we didn't get as much food as we thought we would, but it was delicious what we did get. It was really good. I I mean, I wish we would have made a meal and just gotten more of the skewers because they were really good. I mean, they had a lot of flavor. You know, they were cooked really well. It was kind of messy. So, I mean, I guess if you're on, like, a date or something, you might not want to go there and eat. But for, you know, a couple goofball family members, it was fun. Mm-hmm. So I think that wraps up. We went all the way around the map. Yeah. Yeah, I think that just about covers it. I know this has been way longer than either of us anticipated. But a couple other things that maybe are worth mentioning. First off is that we did experience, like we said, some backups on the rides. We also experienced quite a few rides breaking down. Yeah, it kind of became like a running joke for us. I think every time we got in line for Space Mountain, it broke down. And it was, we were always in the same exact spot. Like right there, right as you're kind of on the top of the loading dock and you can look down and see the spaceships and the people getting into them. That's where it always broke down. So of course it's really unfortunate because part of you is like, well, do I leave? Do I stay? Because just with our experience in Disney World, I mean, if a ride breaks down, that's it. You know, it's kind of like game over for the rest of the day. However, in Disneyland, I mean, it breaks down and it's only down for like 10 minutes or something, Mm -hmm. which I think is fairly odd. But everything broke down. And I don't know if it's weird to kind of overlap some California adventure, but we even went to the Frozen show. And we're sitting there watching the Frozen show and it's the scene where um, Anna and Kristoff get thrown off the sled with Sven. So they hook him up to these um, cables cables, so they can kind of, you know, fly through the air and be dramatic. And that scene goes on and all of a sudden everything goes dark and they have to come on the announcements and say, we are having technical difficulties. We're going to have to pause the show for 10 minutes. I mean, even the show broke down. So I'm not really sure. Maybe it's just the age of the park um, and just older rides, but 
That was different. That was very different. Yeah, Indy broke down one time while we were trying to get on it. It's just, it was just weird. It was just kind of a, a running thing for us. And, I mean, it just, for us who are kind of like go, 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 like planners, it kind of threw us off quite a few times because we would allot like a specific amount of time. Like, okay, we have this fast pass for Space Mountain. This is how long we're going to wait. You know, this is how long the ride is. We'll be able to get to this place next. But then the ride breaks down for 15 minutes and it totally messes with our plans. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think just about everything <laughs> broke down. Yeah. So I think other thoughts that we have we'll kind of share at the end of our DTA Part 3 episode. We kind of share our final thoughts as a whole on the Disneyland Resort. Um, so yeah, I think we covered a lot in Disneyland. So hopefully a it was enjoy- enjoyable. Hopefully um, get some sort of value or, or some sort of entertainment out of it. If nothing else, I mean entertainment. Yeah. Or it just, you know, kept you... Um, occupied at work for an hour and 15 minutes. But it's been, I think we love the park. Um, We do have a little bit of news. We will be going to Disney World for Christmas this year and for next October. And that'll be for the first times in a while that we've been in Disney World for a full week. So we're looking... It'll be a big trip. Yeah, so we're looking forward... First of all, it'll be our niece's first trip. She'll be 18 months at that time, her first trip to Walt Disney World. So we'll get to experience that brand new um, aspect of the parks with her. And we'll get to do a lot of things outside of the parks that we typically don't get to do. So we're excited to, down the road, share our experiences there, share it on Instagram, maybe give some trip reports as well. Cool. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Part three will drop next Tuesday where we'll be talking about Disney's California Adventure. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Visit our website at detourtoneverland.com to catch up on the blog. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast. Detour to Neverland underscore podcast. Have a great day.